Welcome to the Mahalis Tourism Podcast. Your host for the podcast, Dr. Rian Amoman. Good day, everyone, and uh, welcome to the inaugural Mahalis Tourism Podcast, um, South Africa's first regional travel podcast. So we are making history today uh, here in uh, in the Mahalis Valley. So my guest in the studio today is Greg Zurnamer. Do I pronounce it right, uh, Greg? You did. Um, it's been pronounced in many, many different ways, but. Um easiest you just surname with a z Zernama. all right so where does that come from it's an interesting surname is it is it german or where does that originate from it's got german origins but it's it's quite an interesting um it's quite an interesting history from what i understand it's what we call a taken surname so um when my forefathers left europe they gave themselves a surname and this is the surname they gave them Mm. So, Greg, tell me about more about yourself and um, especially, you know, your day job. And obviously, you've got a passion for, for, for steam trains. And that is very interesting. So, please tell us more about yourself. I know you are a storyteller, storytelling expert as well. So, tell us more about that and then we can move on to the steam trains. Excellent. Thank you, Rian. Yes, um, I have a passion for stories. Um, the you know, research is showing us now that we rather remember stories than, than we will remember facts or figures. I think some of the latest research I've seen is about 20 times more likely to remember a story than remember some facts or figures. So what I do, I'm a story samurai and I will take brands and we write stories around the brand that, that um, espouse or bring the brand to life. And in that way, um, brands or businesses have a much better way of getting their clients to remember their value and what they offer their clients. So, so yeah, that's what I do. I'm a story samurai. Okay. So, Greg, let's move on to, to um, reef steamers um, that you are in, involved in. Um, that is very, very interesting. And, uh, yeah, we'll chat now in detail about reef steamers. But uh, who is reef steamers? What do they do? So Steamers is a non-profit organization that's been going for approximately um, 25 years, if I'm not mistaken. So it's a, a not-for-profit company, um, all staffed by volunteers. Um, every person there has a, has a passion for steam trains and for keeping steam trains for the future. And what we get to do is, is uh, play trains. So we uh, provide volunteers to manage the trains, to drive the trains, to fix the trains, to keep the trains in good condition. So it's like running a railway um, with volunteers. And our main, main aim is to make sure that in 100 years from now, those beautiful steam locomotives will still be available to people. So... Obviously, you've got a, a passion for steam trains. So, uh, was it a childhood thing? Uh, where did your passion came from? Yes, it was definitely a childhood thing. My, my dad was a, also a writer. My dad wrote a few books on steam locomotives. And he started when I was about six or seven years old. And I remember during that time, I spent about two years 
um, mostly out of school, uh, but with my dad on the road, going from railway town to railway town, chasing steam locomotives as he was taking photographs and writing up um, the accounts of, of his book. So I had a wonderful opportunity as a child to be introduced to these wonderful steam locomotives and had lots of opportunity to appreciate them. So that's where my that's where my love for steam locomotives came from, from the days that um, I was privileged to be able to spend it with my dad um, finding and riding these locomotives. So I'm going to put you on the spot now. When was that? In, in, in the 80s, 70s, 80s? When was that? Oh, well, I was born, I was born, you know, many, many years ago when I was young and beautiful. Now I'm just beautiful. So, so I, it was sort of the early 70s, um, probably 70, 71. Um, around there, that um, uh, maybe even 1969, 70 around there, that's, that I spent all this time with my dad. Um, and in those days, the locomotives were very new. Remember, they, they're not, they actually were very young when the railways decided to retire them. So they were almost brand new when, when, I, when, when we were riding around chasing them. Yo, yo that, is, that is fascinating. And where can we, um, you know, where can we find the book? Um, is it is it available? Yeah, it's still available. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I've seen I've seen them, Rian. I've seen them on the internet every now and then. The book's name was the railway, the steam locomotives of the South African Railways. And my dad's name was Bernard Zernarmer. And uh, yeah, I still see every now and then in a second hand bookstore or some of the model train shops. Um, there'll be second hand copies of the book available. And I've seen them on the internet on on some of these uh, auction sites. I've seen one or two of the books that have been auctioned off. So there are still a few copies floating around. I think I have two left. Um, and because they were printed in, in, in 1970 or 71, I think a lot of them are sort of losing their bind. But I still have two copies that, that I treasure. Yeah, no, definitely I need to, to check out um, a copy of those. It's, it's very, very interesting. So currently, you know, there are, are there still steam train enthusiasts in, in South Africa or, or international people um, that will come to South Africa and and have a, a photo shoot or a film opportunity um, here in South Africa? Is that active? Because I remember in the 80s, 70s, late 70s, 80s, um, people streamed from, uh, um, from the UK to South Africa because it was, it was very active in, in those days. And people took photos, yeah. and um, I remember, I remember, I had uh, uh, a pal in, in in the UK, and I was a, a pen pal actually, and I yeah. I, I was um, uh, I was writing to 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 this lady friend in the UK, and actually we know each other from you know steam train um, expeditions. So uh, so it's still active here, or or, or not really. You know, that's the sad part about what the, uh, the railways did to all the locomotives. They, 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 they probably would have been, if they had maintained the fleet of those locomotives, probably would have been one of the biggest tourist, tourist attractions in the world today. Um, because we had such a lot of them, we have an abundance of coal, um, and we, have a very, we had a very well um, set up railway infrastructure. So if the railways were, if the leaders of the railways had any business sense in them, they would have maintained the fleet of these locomotives, and they would have been massive tourist attractions, um, uh, uh, bringing tourists in from overseas. Because 
it's a very big international business. You can see that even in America today, they they have brought Big Boy, the, the big engine in America, out of retirement. They've spent literally millions of dollars of putting that locomotive together and putting it back on the tracks. And already the tourism that that locomotive is actually creating is immense for the American market. So, so it's still an opportunity. We still have quite a lot of number of those locomotives around. But if, it's, if we didn't have these um, private clubs then that um, had the passion, I'm sure that all of these locomotives would have been cut up to scrap and sold by now. Yeah, no, it's actually really, really sad. And there are only a, a few, um, let's call it reef steamers, um, people that are doing exactly the same. Um, at, at this moment in time, you know, I, I'm thinking of the other day, you know, the Ungeni steam train um, in, in, in Kluf in, um, in KZN is one of the few left. Um. Yes, there, there's Ungeni Rail. Um, we've got Cirrus Rail down in Cape Town, who is, yeah. is doing a wonderful job there. They've just brought um, the Red Devil out of retirement and spent a lot of money in getting that locomotive back into operation. And then we have the Steam Wanderers. There's a new organization that's just started in, in um, Pretoria that took over Friends of the Rails operations. Um, so we, and then obviously um, uh, um, Sandstone down near Bethlehem. And those are probably the only sort of areas left in South Africa where, where you could still find working locomotives uh, on a limited basis. Yeah, and then obviously it's the um, it's Rovos Rail as well, but yeah, that's in another league, <laughs> if I can call it. Yeah, that. although although they don't operate steam locomotives anymore, um, I think their locomotives also came to the end of their life. Um, I'm not sure if they are still operational. Uh, they mainly um, they mainly focus on the luxury train, mm. and most of their traction is provided by um, what the railways can supply them on the day. Yeah. In, in Gauteng, basically in Gauteng, um, is it only reef steamers? You've mentioned um, someone in Pretoria as well. Is is that now operational or, or is it still well, that, only reef steamers? At the moment in, in Joburg or in the Gauteng area, it's only reef steamers. I don't think uh, the Pretoria operation is functional yet. I, I, the last I heard, they were still waiting for some licenses and paperwork to be sorted out. But I'm sure that um, the, if they're as enthusiastic as what the reef steamers crowd is, then they will get that operation up and running um, as soon as possible. But at the moment, it's only reef steamers that are operating in the Gauteng area. Okay, great. And are there film and, and photo shooting opportunities available for, for, for the steam train enthusiasts? I just think that, you know, today's children, they don't know what, what is a steam train. I, I, they hardly know what is a train. Um, so, um, where can they find um, these trains and, and these day opportunities to, to film and, 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 and shoot them, a photo shoot, basically? Um, mm. We'll talk about the, the, the excursions now, but yeah, is there opportunities for them? I think every single time that the train runs, there's photo opportunities. So, either you're on board or um, we see as we go along, we'll see many, many people stopping, taking photographs. So, there's always um, photographic opportunities when when the train's on the tracks to this destination. We also, once or twice a year, we have a photographic shoot at our, at our um, depot where, where people, we will, I think we take a maximum of about 60 people. And then um, uh, those people will come along and we would um, steam the engine up, 
and then we will run the engine up and down in the depot in Germiston. And then um, the, the real sort of professional, semi-professional photographers will then um, have an opportunity to um, take photographs at different angles and different lights and they play around with their cameras for the morning. I think our next, our next winter shoot is going to be on the 13th of July. Um, and yeah, so, so if there's anybody that's interested, they can still contact Reef Steamers um, to get a booking on the 13th of July. The other thing is membership. Um, do Reef Steamers um, offer some, some membership? Can I become a member of, of Reef Steamers? Um, is, it, is it open to the public? Yes, I thought you were a member already, Ria. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> no, I'll definitely become one soon. Absolutely. I mean, Reef Steamers is, is absolutely dependent on volunteers. And you don't need any special skills. Um, there is an opportunity for anybody to get involved. So if you just want to be a, a member, um, there's an opportunity. If you want to be an active member, but we, we try and encourage mem active members as, as, as much as possible. Um, there are people we need on the train. We call coach controllers. Those are people who work with the public to make sure the public is safe on the train. We need um, we need train managers, train safety officers. We need shunters. We need um, uh, footplate crew. Those are the people that crew the engine. So there's a, we need people with technical skills, with, ele with electrical skills, with with uh, engineering skills. So every single thing that we need to do, we need to do ourselves. So there's a wide range of skills that's needed at Reef Steamers. So any person, only prerequisite you have to be have love for steam locomotives is welcome to join Reef Steamers. Well, that is excellent. I'll definitely sign up after after this conversation. Greg, I want to talk about a very very special old lady. Um, that lady's name is called Susan and it's, it's it's a class 12 AR and it's even got a number number 1535 tell us more yeah, about yeah. Susan please so so um, quite incidentally if you go into Wikipedia you will find Susan featured by name under in Wikipedia so she's a very very special lady she was born I would say 100 years ago in um, 1919, she was commissioned and sent to South Africa from Britain. Uh, she was built by North British Rail in Glasgow, Scotland, and then shipped to South Africa in 1919. Um, and she entered service, um, if I'm not mistaken, on the 15th of March, 1920. So this year is her 100th birthday. Um, she is in the She's in our custody, or we're custodians of, of Susan. We maintain her, we keep her in running condition, and we make sure that um, she's there for all the train enthusiasts and the people who've never seen steam locomotives to be able to enjoy um, this beautiful lady when she's on the rails. Great, so this class 12, if I can call it that, um... If I'm not mistaken, they were originally designed for 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 coal. Um, you know, from from Wetbank to to Germiston, and yes. it, it is not actually. You know, we we know it now as a as a, as a passenger train, but these classes were not originally um, designed or created for that. I'm, am I right in saying that? 
Yes, you're 100% right. They were originally for industrial use. And if I'm yeah. not mistaken, the first, the first ones were sent to Middleburg and to Whitbank. And they were used to haul coal out of, those, um, out of that area um, to, the, to the power stations and also, I think, for export. Um, and it was, uh, and, and obviously, um, uh, yeah, they, they worked between Whitbank and Germiston. And, and the reason is that they had a slightly heavier axle. Um, these 12 hours had a slightly heavier axle than, 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 the, than their forerunners, the 12 class. And that's why, you know, they could slightly increase the amount of coal that they were able to draw. And that's why they became uh, a, a quite a sought after. As a as a as a working horse to bring the coal from Germiston or from Westbank to Germiston. So, how many trains do you have in in your fleet? It's now Susan. Is there some other ladies uh, in the fleet? Yeah, you, you know that every single locomotive is has got a lady's name. And yeah. The um, the the, the uh, legend has it that the drivers used to name these locomotives after their wives and girlfriends. Or mistresses. Um, so all our locomotives are are named um, after uh, ladies. We've got a class 15F with the name Rini. Um, she's our other working locomotive. Um, and so those two are named. We've got a class uh, um, 15CA, which um, which will be named soon. I think her naming rights has been has been sold. So we try and make sure that every single one of our working locomotives has got a name. I assume that Susan is the, the oldest operating locomotive in, in the Reef Steamers fleet. Am I right in saying that? She's, she's the oldest operating, although she's not the oldest locomotive. We have some class sixes that are being fixed, um, that are privately owned. And once those locomotives become um, roadworthy or railworthy, then they'll become the oldest operating locomotives. But at the moment, Susan is the oldest operating um, locomotive in South Africa, yes. Greg, so I remember in the 80s when the steam train industry in the railway industry in South Africa were at a peak. Um, yeah. there, were, there were thousands of them. What happened to the steam trains? Like I said, that's the biggest tragedy that um, ever be, that um, ever beholded a a railway enthusiast. We had so many beautiful locomotives. Most of them, you know, if you ever drove down to Cape Town in the sort of late 80s, early 90s, you would drive past the place called Towers River. Yes. And Towers River became known as the slaughterhouse of locomotives because every single locomotive was pulled down there or, or taken and then just relentlessly cut up into pieces of steel and sold off as scrap metal. Yeah. So literally hundreds of locomotives were cut up in Towers River. Um, and sold to scrap merchant dealers. And like I said, most of those locomotives were, were probably between 40 and 50 years old, which in locomotive terms are still babies. Yeah. And all of those locomotives could have been, could still have, and have contributed, um, if not to a working environment, but definitely to a tourist attraction. Yeah, yeah that's very, very sad. Greg, um, I want to go to to your your current routes that that you've got here in Gauteng. Can you please elaborate on that please? Um, to just to inform 
our listeners about um, the options available for them? Yeah, so so we have a couple of we have we have a couple of routes that we are running at the moment. Um, we try and run at least once a month. So we have a trip to um, we call the Heidelberg Wanderer. So that's a trip from Johannesburg to um, Heidelberg. Heidelberg has um, beautifully restored their old station. The station is now hosts a brewery, hosts beautiful restaurants, cafes, beautiful garden, um, a play park for kids. So it's really a wonderful opportunity for a family to be able to go down to a historical town like Heidelberg and spend a wonderful Saturday um, being entertained in Heidelberg. So that's our one route. We also run to Irene. Um, one, uh, uh, when we get to Irene, uh, passengers will either go to the Big Red Barn, who has a beautiful market, or they will attend uh, or decide to go to the Irene Dairy Farm. So both those venues are popular, and um, and, and it's a very we call, we, the Irene uh, steam is a very Irene steam is a very relaxed trip. It's not too long. It takes about 45 minutes to get from Rhodesfield to Irene. So it's a very relaxed trip and a very relaxed afternoon, wonderful for families with very young kids. And we've also recently introduced what we call our Picnic Express. And Picnic Express has specifically been put together around for what you mentioned. There are so many kids out there who have never seen a train, never mind a steam train. So we are giving people the opportunity to bring their kids, to go to Roadsfield Station, and then to take the train to our depot and to go and have a picnic in the depot. And while they're at the depot, they can see the locomotives. They can see all the other locomotives that we are looking after and storing. There's about 25 of them. And really gives a fascinating opportunity for young kids to be able to interact with something they'll probably never see in their lives again. I just remember my own excitement as a young boy when, my, when I was able to have the privilege to go to these, these depots where the locomotives were being housed and to just be able to experience that um, operation, that smell, the sound, and seeing all those locomotives um, um, uh, in, in the depot. So those are the three trips that we have available now. Unfortunately, at the moment, our Michalisburg trip, our Michalisburg experience has been suspended purely because of the, um, the, the railways are upgrading their signaling, signaling system between Parktown and, and Krugersdorp. And unfortunately, for the past few trips, the train has been uh, delayed for too many hours because of manual signaling. So only once uh, that railway line returns back to normal will we look at um, bringing back the, uh, the, the, the very popular Michalisburg Express. Yeah, so I think on, on that note, we are definitely bringing back the train back to Mahalis and there will be a special train as part of the Mahalis Rocks, the Cradle. We will talk about that a little bit later. But yeah, um, I think it's uh, better, um, uh, bigger and better things um, happening uh, for Mahalis Express. So definitely it's, it's just on hold, um, but definitely um, there will be a, a special train on, on, on the 24th of August, Saturday the 24th of August. I just want to go back to um, very, very interesting to come back to home a little bit here in, in Mahalis. Um, very, very interesting, Greg, is that in 1993, um, Susan was um, named Littlefoot after one of the fossils in the nearby cradle of humankind. 
but it was a short, short period that um, the name was um, named Littlefoot, and then it, it the name reverted back to Susan. So that is very, very interesting. Yeah, she's she's, she's had a few names. Um, Littlefoot was one. Little Suze was another one. And I think for the past, certainly since I've been involved with Reef Steamers for quite a while now, she's been called, she's been named Susan. And the name has just stuck. Everybody now, everybody now refers to her as Susan. So we've decided to keep her on as Susan. And hopefully that, that's the name that will um, stay with her for, for as long as she's able to um, be in service. Great stuff. So... Before we go to the to the special trail now, um, the, the Magalisburg Express for the 24th of August, and I will elaborate a little bit on that. Where can people find you to to, to book a to book a trip trip on on the reef steamers? So they can just go to www.reefsteamers.com, and um, the website is is pretty easy to navigate, um, and just click on on uh, um, uh, train information and bookings and it will be able to guide them to to um, uh, to make a booking or to get a hold of the booking office or they can just email bookings at reefsteamers.com and the, the um, volunteers there will assist them to make sure that we get them on on one of our trips in the near future Great, thank you for that. So as part of the centenary celebrations of Susan, as I said, the Michalisburg Express will run on, on Saturday, the 24th of August. And just for the listeners, um, we are creating a very, very unique experience to, um, to showcase Michalis and, and, and the cradle. And uh, what we'll do is um, the steam train will, will depart from Park Station in Johannesburg. Um, it will it will arrive at Mahalis, but then we will take our guests to to different venues, and they will have a choice of five venues that they can choose from. Um, so we'll take them with the bus from the train um, to, for example, Mount Grace, where they can have a nice spa experience, or they can go to the very popular Black Horse Brewery for a lunch and beer tasting. They can even go to Melon Rouge Eatery for ice cream tasting and lunch. And then a new place in Mahal is called Noble Village that they have activities for the children. And, and uh, we've got a special right there as well. And then for a more sophisticated passenger, we also created a, a nice fine dine um, experience at Baboon's Rest in, in Hackport. So... So you will see that there's, uh, there's, there's something for, for everyone um, in terms of, of these options. And I think, you know, going forward, um, you know, we, we really want to, to have a unique experience for um, our, our, our clients and, and for the passengers of, of, of Re-Steamer. So I think that is very, very, um, um, I think it will be very popular. And it will definitely add value to Mahalis and the area. So um, all the listeners out there, you can, there will be online tickets will be available. You can just go to mahalistourism.co.za. Um, there will also be a link from reefsteamers.com. And uh, we will also actively promote um, 
this offering on the Facebook pages, social media of, of both Mahalish Tourism, We Love Mahalish, as well as um, Reef Steamers and um, social media pages. So yeah, I think it's 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 very um, unique that 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 we are created creating here. So uh, I think on that note, um, Greg, thank you very much for joining us. Um, it was very um, delighted to have you in studio and 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 to have your your insights um, in terms of of, of this. And uh, all the best with with reef steamers. I must say that you are doing a extraordinary job um, I think um, and, and and definitely you're contributing to the tourism industry in South Africa uh, which got the potential um, to be the next gold yeah Rian, thank you very much for the opportunity we are always appreciated of people who are um, value what we do and we are incredibly humbled by your uh, by your help so thank you very much and we we look forward to a wonderful rock the cradle Good luck with the arrangements and also good luck with your venture to make sure that Machalisburg becomes the number one tourist attraction in Gauteng again. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Thank you, Greg. This podcast is sponsored by machalistourism.co.za, a one-stop portal to promote tourism in the Machalis Valley. Within 60 minutes from Johannesburg and Victoria and close to Lanciera International Airport and the Cradle of Humankind, the Mahalis Valley is the perfect destination for a breakaway or holiday destination for local and international tourists.